Hello and welcome to Kingdom Conversations, a ministry of Faith Covenant Church. We are so excited to have you today as we talk about all things related to the Kingdom of God. Hello and welcome back for another episode of Kingdom Conversations. I am really excited tonight because my dear friend, Debbie Friley, is here as my guest. And you all have probably heard me talk about her. She um, was my first mentor. She taught me how to fall in love with reading my Bible and that my entire ministry has been based upon wanting to give back what she so freely and generously gave to me. And so I'm going to ask her just to um, get us started by, Debbie, would you introduce yourself to maybe somebody who has not met you? Tell us a little bit about your journey um, with the Navigators. Well, I did not become a Christian until I was 25, and I was looking for love in all the wrong places, basically, and having a great time. Uh, but that just leaves you coming up empty. And so I just told God, here's my life, you can have it. And from that point on, someone shared the gospel with me and got me reading my Bible immediately and memorizing scripture. That's awesome. And so that has been the course of my life for the last 40 years. And yeah. I could not live without him or apart from his word. Yeah. I love that as soon as you gave your life to the Lord, you began reading your Bible and memorizing scripture. Yes. I know that we only have a little bit of time, but I want you to share with us, um, would you share how you came to know the Lord being a teacher? I had um, a student in my classroom who his parents, unbeknownst to me, were on staff with the Navigators. And I had no idea who the Navigators were because I was not a Christian yet. And so the dad seemed to do a lot of things in my classroom that no other dads would do. And so, uh, and he had extra time. And so I went and looked into his son's folder and it said his dad was with the Navigators. And so I thought, oh, he must be in the Navy and he's on leave. Uh, the whole school year, I just <laughs> developed a friendship with um, my students' parents and started asking questions. And his mom said to me when I asked, how did you get such a neat husband? Because my career was really looking for a husband and teaching was my cover. <laughs> and she said, well, you know, God has the perfect person for each one of us. And I said, oh, well, I believe that. And then she said, well, you know, this morning in my quiet time. And I said, well, what is a quiet time? Mm. And she said, oh, well, that's just a time where I talk to God, which is prayer. And God talks to me when I read the Bible. And so I said, well, would you consider coming to my house and showing me how to have a quiet time? Yeah, and that then, must have been an exciting moment for her. Uh, <laughs> yes, because she and her Bible study had been praying for me for a long wow, time. Wow. And she did show me how to have a quiet time, but she did ask me this question, if you died right now, are you 100% sure you're going to heaven? And, of course, I wasn't. And so she took me to the scriptures, and she did the bridge illustration, mm -hmm. showed me man's side, God's side, wondered which side I was on. And so I was touching God's side, but she said, you know, that's not the same as being on God's side. Wow. <laughs> and asked me, is there any reason why you wouldn't want to be on God's side and, you know, know you're going to go for he to heaven for sure? And I said, well, no. And that day I prayed to receive Christ. That is incredible. It was. Yeah. My life was, has never been the same. Yeah. 
So a little bit about Debbie and I, because this goes into our topic tonight, which is about storing up God's word in our hearts and what an important role that plays is um, I had been leading a large Bible study and it was one that had videos, which was really good because I really didn't know what I was doing. I was so young and I just thought I wanted to learn and the pastor's wife said, great, go ahead. And I remember I, I just was not, I couldn't, I was not satisfied. I was spending 45 minutes every day. There were 80 women that were walking along doing this with me. We were having great conversations. The Bible study teacher had great points, but I, I just felt this lack of satisfaction. And I kept thinking, I must not be spending enough time. Like 45 minutes was not enough time. I just didn't know the answer. And I remember talking to our pastor's wife and she said, you know, you ought to get to know Debbie Friley. And I was in this season, I think I had at that point three children pregnant with one and homeschooling. And I remember thinking, I would love to do that. But in that season, it kind of got put off. And do you remember what God did? Remind me. <laughs> he put us in a waiting room oh, all yeah. the way up in Seminole. And the doctor was running <clears throat> 45 minutes behind. And I laugh at that because that was God ordained. And you sat down and you go, are you Mary Arnold? And I said, oh, are you Debbie Friley? <laughs> and we began to have this great conversation. And the Holy Spirit just connected my heart. I just knew that I knew that mm. like there was something that God was doing. And you invited me to your house later that week. And I sat in your living room. And you told me to bring my Bible. And I brought it. And I opened it up. And you taught me how to interact with God's word. And I remember the 45 minutes of study that there was lacking satisfaction. In five minutes, there was this fullness that mm. I could not Thank you, explain. Amen. Amen. And so everything that you see, Debbie has, uh, we both do a salt and light. Hers is, we're totally different in how we do it, but the heart of what we do is exactly the same. And mm. that is, we believe we have to read through the word of God and it empowers us and then the joy of helping others read through the Bible and walking with other women and men. And we get to, um, we get to be held accountable to that. We have mm -hmm. men's group that they're all together and we have women's group that are all together. And it's just been an amazing journey. So from that place, I'm inviting Debbie tonight because I want to talk about why is it important to store up, memorize scripture? Because that's a habit you have to create. Mm -hmm. Why do we do that, Debbie? Well, I know for me personally, um, when I first became a Christian, I thought that everybody started memorizing scripture right away because that's mm -hmm. what my friend did for me. But even back then, God kept bringing his word to my mind. I would be in situations where I needed input. I would ask God, what should, you know, what do you want to do? And he would start bringing these scriptures to my mind. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, the first verse I ever memorized, which was brilliant because I just become a Christian, was 1 John 5, 11 through 13, and it says, And the witness is this, that God has given us eternal life, mm -hmm. and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has eternal life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have eternal life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you might know you have eternal life. Now, these verses were in a verse pack, and they all had titles. That one was called The Assurance of Salvation. Mm -hmm. And I so am grateful to God and this friend of mine because a lot of times you hear that little voice that wants you to doubt your salvation. Yeah. But he said that you can know for sure that you have eternal life if you have Jesus. Yeah. So that the scripture just 
gives me that blessed assurance. Numbers 23, 19 says God does not lie to us. What a refreshing thing because people kind of do. You know, a half-truth is a whole lie. Mm-hmm. So, but God doesn't lie to us. Whatever he says he does, whatever he speaks, he makes good. I love, I'm going to call them Debbie-isms because she has these cute little one-liners that we get to hear tonight. <laughs> so as we go along, what would be a, a tip that you would give to somebody just starting to memorize scripture? Well, I would say the most important thing is to pray because nobody can memorize scripture um, apart from God. John 15, 5 says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So that's got to be the fuel that keeps us memorizing. It's like I can't do it on my own. It really doesn't happen. And the other thing is to get an accountability partner. Yes. And... The next thing is review. Yes. Like, you know, when you're looking to buy a house, location, location, location. Well, when you're learning to memorize scripture, review, review, review. Yeah. And you have to, I mean, just take one verse a day in your quiet time and review it. And so that really helps you get started and keep going. Yeah. Um, I know that one of the things that you taught me early on, and I, I didn't quite understand why, I totally understand why now, was to do the address, the verse, and then the address. Right. Because one of the things Debbie has said to me many times is that people don't care what we are about our opinion, mm-hmm. but they want to know God's opinion. Right. Well, there's nothing worse than to have that scripture in your mind and be able to quote it, but not be able to tell somebody else where they can go and read not right. only that verse, but all the verses yeah. around it. Right. Amen. Yeah. In salt and light, in both of our salt and lights, it's a requirement. And so I have on one of our pages written up why we memorize scripture. So I'm just going to share that with you. And that is um, Psalm 119.11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It says, study this book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Joshua 1.8. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. 2 Timothy 3.16. And I want to mm-hmm. pause there. Debbie, let's talk about 2 Timothy 3.16. Mm-hmm. So when I share that, and I know you have this memorized as one of your verses, how does that speak to you in your daily life walking with the Lord? Well, first of all, it gives me confidence because he said it, all scriptures inspired by God. So when I'm reading it, even if I don't understand it or I'm just don't relate to it or wherever I'm at, it doesn't matter because God has the final authority. So all scriptures inspired by God, it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God might be equipped, adequate for every good work. So Um, I know that God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And Psalm 119, 105 says that. And so I, I know that if I'm going to follow what God says that, and I know that, you know, John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. His voice is his word. And John one says he is the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So it's his word that settles everything yes and there's a lot of wrong teaching out there there's a lot of wrong thinking out there 
And just because someone doesn't agree with the fact that all scripture is inspired by God doesn't mean it's not. Amen. Right? That's exactly right. Yeah. Because our truth comes from the word of God. Yes. Yeah. That's so good. Um, So if you had to pick just like your very favorite memorized verse, first of all, could you do that? (laughs) Well, I think it really depends on, (laughs) you know, that what's going on this week or whatever. But I think one of my just foundational verses, which I've already quoted, is John 15, 5. Mm -hmm. Just it shows me my position with God that that he's the vine, we're the branches. And the person that abides in him, which is defined as unbroken fellowship. Yeah. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Yes. I like that. Yeah. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And I don't know about anybody that's listening, but I don't like doing, 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 and it be considered nothing. Yes. But God's pretty clear about that. Yeah. Um, he created us to have this relationship with him. And so... It's all about us talking to him, listening to him, interacting with him, depending on him. And that means I have to be with him, not apart from him. Yeah. Um, you know, Paul says um, in 2 Corinthians eleven three, he said, I fear that you're going to turn away from this pure and simple devotion to Christ. Mm. And so it's that is what drives me. Yes. And so that's probably one of my life verses, I yeah. would say. You know, my very first time, I remember experiencing the joy of memorizing scripture. And I know you've heard the story many times, but it was years and years ago. And I was on the Gandhi Bridge. I was going into Tampa. And it was the first time, and truthfully, since then, I've never had this experience, but sea fog had rolled in and I was driving and it was so thick. I have never seen anything like that. I could barely see the red brake lights in front of me and it was Mm. bumper to bumper traffic and I could hear the screeching of air brakes. So I knew there was a semi somewhere in, you know, behind us. Scary. And I don't love bridges anyway, but I'm on this bridge and I can barely see the car in front of me. And I remember this anxiety starting and um i i for just a second started to give in to that panic i started to follow the wrong voice and start to feel scared and then the lord reminded me be anxious for nothing but in everything through prayer and supplication make your request known to god and so i remember that just got me started and i began making requests and right. i got to the other side of the bridge i just kept my eyes on the red brake lights and we just slowly moved across you know what if I didn't have that memorized, I didn't have time to pull out a Bible and to look up scripture. So right. having it stored up in my sure. heart, it was a way for God to minister to me in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. But then you take scripture and God puts a friend at a table with you and you're having a conversation and he uses his word to pray over them or they use something they've memorized right. to pray over you. There is just nothing more powerful than that. What does memorized scripture look like for you when you are counseling with women? Well, you know, it's like, honestly, I know that God is the only one that knows what somebody needs to hear. And and that comes from Psalm 139 because he says he is intimately acquainted with all their ways. So I love to say it this way in conversation with God when I'm sitting with someone God, what is it that you want to say to this person? Not what do you want me to say? Yes. Because then that makes me nervous if it's something I have to come up with and something I have to say. So when I ask him what he wants to say, he starts bringing scriptures to mind. Yeah. If I'm at the grocery store and I'm walking out to to my car and I have Bibles in the trunk of my car 
and I want to give someone a Bible, but I want to have a conversation as I'm walking, I ask him what he wants to say. Yes. So that's huge. If I'm on the phone with someone and someone's got some issues and I like to say, hey, do you have your Bible handy? Yes. Yes, you do. I've experienced that. (laughs) Yes. And so look up, you know, in your case, you're talking about Philippians 4, 6, and 7. So Mary, turn to Philippians chapter 4. Just start at the beginning and read down through verse 7 or 8. Because my job, all of our jobs are to get people to God. And he is the word. That's right. So it's like it's the conversation really isn't between me and that person. It's between them and God. And so many times people go to the word like that is I'm just, my job is to get them to him and the tears flow. Yes. Every time. Whether it's in person or it's, you know, on the phone, whatever it is, on Zoom even. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like God is very clear about where to handle accurately the word of truth. And so... I do say the reference, say the verse, say the reference. I do this. I've done this with my niece and nephew. I've done it with my neighborhood uh, Bible story hour. They say the reference, the verse, and the reference. And if if one of them forgets to do that, the other one of the other kids will clear their throat and say, you know, basically you didn't say the reference. That's so funny. It's pretty funny. Because you've trained them. I have. Yeah. And I clear my throat and tell them, <clears throat> you forgot, you know, you yes. forgot to say the reference. So yeah. Um, it's like God's word treasured in our hearts so that we may not sin against him. But also, like we've just said, I don't want to tell people what I think. I want to tell people what God says. Yeah. So there's some sacrifice on my part. I have to memorize it. There, it's a war because, you know, it's interesting. Romans 12, 2 says, let God transform mm. you into a new person by changing the way you think. Let. Yeah. So it's that letting. Well, there's somebody else that wants to change the way you think also, yeah. the God of this world. Mm. And I'm surrounded by that. Yeah. You know, we're strangers and aliens here. Um, and and so I have to know what the Word of God says. It's like the way they teach people to identify counterfeit money. Yes. They look at the real thing over and over and over. So when the imposter shows up, they can identify it quickly. Yeah. And that's the same thing with what I'm hearing, what's coming into my ear. Is it the imposter or is it the truth? Yes. Well, the truth will set me free of all of that which is right. what John 8, 32 says. But I still have to make that decision to be intentional. And that's the thing. It's worth it. There's nothing more exciting when somebody's coming to you with a problem and you're like, oh my gosh, God, what do you want to say to this person? And he brings a verse. Yeah. And then I get them to him. So it's, it's empowering because I get to see him at work also. And that's freedom. That's freedom. If, if I is. think I have to have all the answers, that causes yeah. me great angst. But when I know that I just have to get right. them to the one who has all the answers, yes. there's freedom there. Um, there's a verse that keeps going through my mind, and it was from our last study, and it's um, John 5:39, and it says, You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. That was powerful. I remember the first time reading through that because it's the Word of God by itself. First of all, the Word of God is powerful, but it's mm. that it's empowered by the Holy Spirit or it's pointing to the Father. So um, I have a, a, a family member who is, I've shared the story many times, he is a professed agnostic and he knows Scripture inside out. He could teach it. He knows the historical part of it. But it's that wooing, letting our hearts be wooed. So when you said let... We have to let the Word of God do what right. only it can do yeah. through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's it's 
who does a scripture point to, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because um, I hear a lot, there's in, in our Bible studies, there's lots of different ages of people. And sometimes people that are a little older, they might say, oh, I'm too old. I can't remember anything. And of course, we know that's not God's voice. Um, and, and my little story that I tell with that excuse is we had a lady in one of our groups, and I was doing the introduction to Salt and Light. This is many years ago. Her name was Ruth. And she said, oh, honey, I want to memorize scripture, but I'm, you know, in my late 80s, and I just really can't remember anything. And so I said, Ruth, let me just ask you something. Do you want to memorize scripture? And she said, oh, yes, honey, I really do. And I went, we, had, we were all sitting in a circle, and so I went around the room. Mary, would you pray for Ruth on Monday? Yes. Uh, so-and-so, would you pray for Ruth on Tuesday? Around the whole circle, several weeks. Guess what happened? Ruth started memorizing She scripture. left us in the dust. <laughs> and I now that's it. the truth. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't have a want to, you can ask God to give you a want yes. to. Yeah. Um, because it is, I do a lot of speaking, and if I did not invest time in memorizing verses, well, I don't have anything to say. Yeah. I have nothing to say. And so it's very um encouraging to everyone that's listening and also you feel encouraged yourself that you have his words to give to people amen but it is intentional it is intentional and there are yeah. tools that we use that help us one of the things you taught me early on was when you take an index card and it has a little ring in it and you carry it with you yeah um i actually have just recently begun taking pictures to take that with me rather than taking the whole ring binder with me when i'm working on memorizing sure. you know um and then we have a, a woman at our church that i dearly love her name is sharon peterson i hope she's listening to this tonight because she has inspired so many of us and she is in her 80s and she has not she doesn't just memorize scripture she memorizes entire chapters out of the bible and she can stand up and recite them back and it's not she does it from such a heartfelt place it inspires you to mm -hmm. want to do what she's doing and yeah. so anytime somebody says to me oh i'm too old i want them to go and meet my friend sharon because sharon inspires me <laughs> but like you said she makes it a priority right right so many times we think we can't memorize scripture but then my question is are we practicing you have sure. to practice one thing we talk about a lot here is the importance of um, practicing. Matter of fact, our memory verse from this study is put into practice all the things I've told you. That this is Paul. Mm -hmm. Well, what does it mean to put it into practice? It means that it's not perfect, and we just keep doing it over and over again. We're creating those habits. Um, one of the tools that Sharon uses, have you heard of the first letter method? No. Okay, so I'm going to share this with you because it. I'm telling you it is like miraculous. You take a verse and you write it out. Oh, I'm sorry. I have heard of that. You have. Go ahead and explain it. Yeah. You, and you put the first yes. letter of every word on there. And I remember the first time that was done. I'm like, oh, that's great. And I went about my business. And I was walking into church two days later. And my friend Lauren came running in. She goes, oh, my gosh. I just did the first letter method. And Mary, I was sitting out my car. And I just memorized this verse in three minutes. And then she starts quoting the verse to me. Yeah. So there's like things that we can do sure. to help get it into our mind. Yeah. But I do want to say, if we don't review, it doesn't stay in the mind. Right. I have actually got excited about memorizing a verse, and then I will find an old memory verse pack, and I'm like, oh, I memorized that 15 years <laughs> ago, but I hadn't reviewed it. So if right. we don't keep it 
in the forefront, it's sure. easy to let it slide through. Any tips you would give or tools? Well, you know, um, I think that it's it's so great to memorize chapters because I like I just refer back to that you just mentioned that because actually chapters are almost easier to memorize than a single yeah. verse because they flow and there's a lot of verses in a chapter because they flow and I think that is just something that we all should try because it's like if you can't go to sleep at night or you're afraid or something I just like start quoting that whole chapter yes or if I am just a mess yeah and I just need my mind to be washed I just like quote the whole chapter yeah. and I've memorized a number of chapters actually yes. but not without God's help of course yes. and then you know the whole concept of scripture memory is I learned that from Jesus yes. because in the New Testament he quotes like 24 different books in the Old Testament, about 180 times he's quoting scripture. Yeah. So he's obviously knows what the word is. He is the yeah. word. Yeah. But it's just so, he never asks us to do something that he himself hasn't done first. Amen. And that yeah. is just so encouraging and motivating to me. It totally is. Can we close with something fun? Well, I think this sure. will be fun. You, I don't know if you'll think this is fun, but I think you will. So if somebody comes to you and they're feeling sad what would be a verse that comes to mind that you've memorized to comfort them oh my goodness there's so many um verses about that i mean sometimes you know i i don't actually don't know the reference to this but what the verse that came to my mind is why so downcast oh my soul mm. and you know just have them turn to that place and like read it in context like what's going on there yes. yeah um yeah, I ask that because we don't know who's listening. So if you're sitting here and there is something going on and you are you are feeling a sense of right. sadness, that verse, go look that up and you can Google it. It will tell you the address even if you don't know it. And let me tell you something else, whether you Google it or if you're actually using your Bible, um, you can go on the back of the Bible. And I just do this with people if I don't know where that is, although the verse comes to my mind. It's not something that I've really memorized. Yeah. I go back in the concordance and I look it up. That's awesome. Yeah. And I find it. So that that is just, okay. it happens, you know. It yeah. just now happened. I heard the verse, but I don't know the reference because I haven't memorized it. Yeah. What would you say to somebody walking through marital issues? Uh, go read First Peter chapter 3. Mm. And what's in chapter 3? Oh, my goodness. It tells you how husbands and wives are supposed to behave toward one another. Mm. And praying through those scriptures, uh, you know, 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter, but it's praying just about your relationship with God yourself. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is like paramount. And in, instead of trying to fix the other person, you go to the word of God and let him take his word and wash you with it. Yeah. That's what changes you. I wish I had this beautiful verse to share with you that was my very first memorized verse, but you know my first memorized verse. It was Hosea 8, 6, mm -hmm. and it says, This calf you crafted by your own hands, it is not God, therefore it must be smashed to bits. It really is a beautiful verse because I was crying out to God in the midst of a very crazy season. I had a grandmother that had just had surgery. I had children going to speech therapy. Um, I was pregnant. I was feeling overwhelmed and I remember getting up, you had just, we had just started this, Debbie, this whole journey. So I don't know how many years ago that was, mm -hmm. but Seth is 22. So I'm going right. to think it's somewhere in there. And I got up and I remember saying, Lord, what, where do you want me to read? And 
I, I'm not kidding. I just heard where you left off. It was so simple. <laughs> and I was reading through the book of Jose. I had never read. And so I got to 8-6. This calf, this idol you've made of being the perfect wife, being the perfect mother, being the perfect homeschooler, being the perfect granddaughter. This calf you crafted by your own hands, it's, it's not me. Hmm. Therefore, it must be smashed to bits. And that was the first time I got to experience the living, breathing, active Word of God. It was so personal. God knew exactly what I needed. And do you know all these years later, that is still a verse. I'm constantly going, oh, I'm smashing that. I've got to smash that to bits. That is not God. I love God's Word, and I'm so grateful that all those years ago, we sat on that couch, and we sat on many couches over the years and around many round tables, and we (laughs) talk about the Word of God. As we're going out, we just have like 60 seconds. What would you say to our audience tonight who's listening? They've never memorized Scripture. What would be your counsel to them? Well, my counsel... In answer to that, and it's also the answer to with somebody sad because God brought that verse to my mind. It's Lamentations 3, 21 through 23, mm. and it says, This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope, that the Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease and his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is God's faithfulness. His faithfulness to respond to you when you ask him for help to memorize or anything else in your marriage if things are not going well. He's got it. He's got all the answers. Amen. You Amen. just have to want them. <laughs> Thank you so much, Debbie, for being here tonight. And I just want to um, tell everybody that's listening that if ever you are wanting to get started, reach out. We would love to help you. We have a Bible for you. We want to show you ways to read through the Bible and to hear from God. And we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Conversations. We look forward to you joining us next week.